Welcome to the John Lyon Podcast, episode 54. It's also number three of what it's like to be. I know I just did one last episode, but I told you before that was like a mishmash of both a hangout and uh, what it's like to be. So I already had someone scheduled for number three of what it's like to be. So I went with it. So today's episode, uh, it was a really interesting conversation. Her name is Paige Sorensen, and she is a image or fashion consultant. Um, and she talks about her business and how she got into it and how she used to own a fashion store in Salt Lake. And now she just deals with people individually and she does things like closet therapy where she goes through your closet and organizes it and kind of helps you out with your, uh, with your image and dresses you according to who you are and your personality. So it was a really fun episode. I'm really liking these interview style, but, uh, next episode I promise will be a, just a fun hangout, maybe a movie review or some random weird topic where we just laugh our butts off. So anyway, again, hope you guys enjoy this. And uh, if you guys have any uh, suggestions, like I said, you can go ahead and email me at johnlionpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. And um, if you're friends with me on Facebook, then uh, you know how to find me. So again, this is the 54th episode of the John Lion Podcast. Uh, number three of what it's like to be, and it was with Paige Sorensen, a image and fashion consultant. Enjoy the freaking episode. Peace. recording uh i'm gonna open this coke zero oh so you don't know this but my listeners do if there's anyone listening on a regular basis i wasn't drinking soda for three and a half years okay so i started drinking soda again when my daughter was born and now the only thing i can drink is coke zero because it's not like super strong or anything like that but with vanilla mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get the mic a little bit closer to you oh, okay Is that better? Yeah. Do I need to get closer? Cool. Okay. So, everybody, welcome to the John Lyon Podcast, episode 54. It's crazy. Nice. Um, Today, we have a new guest. Her name is Paige Sorensen. S-E-N? Yep. Yep. There's S-O-N, too, right? Yeah. That's the wrong way of spelling it. That's okay. Um, (laughs) So, I have another neighbor, because I always have these neighbors on now that I live in Spencer's basement. But um, (laughs) how's your week going? Awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to Is it Thursday? To be on. Yeah. It oh, feels like Saturday. It's Friday Eve. That's what I call it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Sure. Thanks for having me on this Friday Eve. Yeah. <laughs> so, um how long you've lived in the area? Uh just over a year. Just over a year? We moved from San Diego. Yeah. Oh, San Diego. That's where Garrick's from. He's been on the podcast before. Yeah. What part of San Diego? We're very close actually. Really? Garrick and I where we lived. Yeah. Mm. I was inland. Near the Poway, Ramona area. Oh, see, I don't know. The only thing I, I grew up in Reno Valley. Yeah, see, I know where you're at. But the one time I ever went to San Diego was for SeaWorld, and we won't talk about SeaWorld now because okay. of Blackfish. Okay, cool. Um, and then I would love the San Diego Zoo. Oh, okay. Because there's a reason why it's called the world famous, because there's a lot of people that go there. Yeah. Um, I lived right by the Wild Animal Park. I know that one, too. Yeah, that's right I, where I grew up. I think it's not called the Wild Animal no, Park No, it's called, like, the Safari, Safari Park. Park. Yeah. Didn't the zoo, like, officially buy it? Yeah. So I remember that one was interesting because isn't that the one that you would go on a tram and uh-huh. most of the animals would be like in the wild, air quotes? Yes, yeah. But I think that's kind of BS because 
if it's going to be like air quotes again in the wild, I want to see a lion like tackling a gazelle, but I hear you. they're obviously not going to have that. <laughs> um, so, oh, excuse me. That's, I keep drinking soda, but I probably shouldn't on the podcast. I just keep burping. Um, so I have two fun facts for us. That's what we always have on the podcast. I Like I said before we recorded that, I forgot the fun fact last episode, so we're going to have two. You ready for them? Are they just random? Yeah. I just pulled okay. them off Reddit. Let's hear the it. The day I learned. Here's a third fun fact, actually. Okay. Oh, because okay. you told me Bonus. about the safari park, or you remind me of, mm-hmm. I learned that the reason why, if you go to zoos, elephants are always in different enclosures than the rest of the animals, if they do combine them, and there's never any trees in elephant enclosures. Why? Because they rip them out. And oh. then it costs the zoo money. They're aggressive with the trees. Though. Yeah. Interesting. So, You're yeah. right. They all they're always bare. Yep. Huh. There you go. Now next time you go to the zoo. Wait, okay. is Hogle Zoo have elephants? I think so. They do? Yeah. I'm not well versed with animal zoo stuff, but I think they're mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the last time I went to the Hogle <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> last time I went to the Hogle Zoo was like two thousand nine. So it's been a long time. Yeah, me too. So fun fact number one. Uh, according to the internet, <laughs> there's a boiling river in Peru that kills everything that falls into it. I don't know how hot it is, but that's, what, that's what it says. Yeah. Um, and the second fun fact is we are, this is crazy. Uh, we are closer to the date when the Jetsons TV show is set, <laughs> which is supposed to be in 2062. Okay. Then when it originally aired in 1962. Okay. So we're closer to the actual time period than when it actually yeah. originally aired. Yeah, cool. But there's a fun facts for you. Um, so the reason why I have Paige on is this is technically number three of my series of what it's like to be blank. And today we're going to be interviewing Paige because you do what for a career? I am a fashion stylist and image consultant. Did you make up that title yourself? Totally. <laughs> you did? Totally just pulled it out of nowhere. No, I mean, I feel like I'm a lot of things, but style advisor, trend expert. I, I mean, I could title myself a lot of different ways, but really fashion stylist hits it for me. Okay. Yeah. So then how long have you been doing this? About, well, that's a great question. Um, I feel like in one way or another, I've been doing it my whole adult life, so about 15 years. Okay. But officially, I opened my business about five years ago. All right. So you have an official business. Yes. What's the name of the business? Style Life with Paige. Okay, that's the same as your Instagram yes. handle thing. Yeah. So before we get more into the business, kind of just give me a background. Like, where'd you grow up? Uh, what do I have on here? Where'd you go to school? Did you go to school for this? Uh, what kind of jobs have led you up to this? You could take the next few minutes to kind of explain your background. Cool. Okay, so I grew up in San Diego, like we said. Had a wonderful childhood down there. Um, and as far as just... My journey in education, basically on surveys, I can check some college. I haven't uh, okay. like officially gotten a degree in any way. <coughs> um, but I've been really lucky with having great life experiences that have kind of just educated me in this field. And so I've, I don't know, do you want me to kind of walk you through all my things that have yeah, led me sure. to today? Okay, so let's see. After I got married to my husband, <coughs> we decided to open up a clothing store. And uh, it's a secondhand clothing store. I'm a huge thrifter. Okay. I love the whole life of thrifting. I'm not into thrifting because it takes too much time. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> I'd rather just go and get what I, what I want. Yeah. I don't like buying used things either. Yeah, no, but... a lot of people are super weird about it, but <coughs> you okay over there? 
Yeah, You're I just okay? <laughs> I need, might need some water, but this is fine. <laughs> um, just growing up in San Diego, thrifting like in Pacific Beach, and it was just kind of like a lifestyle that we did. My it's mom. a nicer area though in San Diego, so I think thrifting is definitely different than freaking <laughs> Moreno Valley or Riverside where I'm from, <laughs> where we all we have is the Ross. I don't know. I feel like I've thrifted <laughs> all over the United States, and so I can find basically anything I want in any thrift store. Like if you said to me today, I need A, B, and C, I would find it tomorrow. Really? Yeah. I, I, I just, I can do it. I can find it. All I don't right, know. Right. It's this gift I've got. So I grew up thrifting, so I was really drawn to the whole um, reusing and finding treasures that shouldn't be found. And um, so we owned a store for a couple of years, and then we sold it because we decided to start having children. And that was in California, the no, store? that was actually here in Utah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you just did it long distance? So we were, when we first got married, we lived here oh. in Sugar House, okay. Utah. Okay, so near Salt Lake. Yeah. And um, so that was, it was a really fun college town area. It kind of had like a funky vibe. And yeah. so uh, that's where the store was. And then when we sold it, we decided to move all over and kind of just have an adventure and live all over the United States. Nice. And through that, through my, my store experience, I realized that I'm really good with um, consulting with people, advising them on what to wear, what their personality is like. I have this gift of like... I don't even know how to, like, I can, I feel like I can push through people's insecurities really quickly and right. help build their confidence. Okay, that's good. And so I use that along with, like, getting to know people really quickly, and then I believe wholeheartedly in just dressing personalities and not bodies. And so it's kind of a different philosophy. We can totally get into that um, later if you're interested <laughs> in that. But from there, I just started um, consulting and dressing individuals, and it just started small, and then... Um, I got a really great job at Banana Republic, Ooh. and I did all their window merchandising and mannequins. Was that fun? Dressing all the mannequins. Um, it was It was really good education. Okay. I'm not sure fun. Because <laughs> I have, this is not anything like, but I'm, I like putting up new things. Does yeah. that make sense? Like okay. when you get to redecorate stuff. Yeah. So I used to work at Hollywood Video before oh. they closed down. Okay. And it was my favorite thing to put up the new posters. And then also behind the cast, regi yeah. cast registers, they had a list of just the title of the movie okay. and the date it would come out. Yeah. And I liked like just, the marquee yeah, look? Yeah. Just changing them out. Just sliding them in and sliding them out. Like those cool. kind of things. So I always thought it'd be fun to like dress up mannequins, but uh -huh. it could be really stressful. Logistically, and awkward if people are looking at you. It's very awkward. Really? Yeah. Are so you doing we, it in the window or you have to take it in the back? So we always did it at midnight. It was like no um, one was around. Yeah. You know, and you have those moments in life where you're like, it's dead silent. No one's in the mall. It feels haunted. And I'm dressing uh. a naked body. Like that could, <laughs> that could be like a, it was very you odd. the only one in the store? There was very few people in the uh, store. Okay. Yeah. And they were doing other tasks probably yes. like cleaning up yeah. and sweeping. But, I, but I'm with you. I love creating. Yeah. I love taking like nothing and creating something really awesome. That process for me is really satisfying. Yeah, that's why I wanted to do a podcast because I kind yeah. of gave up on everything else I tried, like instruments and stuff. Got it. <laughs> now, if this is great content, I don't know. My listeners have to let me know. But... I loved it. I kind of binged your your show today. Yeah, I know. When you it said, let super me. super cool. I just sent you the one, the interview with Tanner Lind. Yeah, yeah. And then you're oh, like, listen to the episodes from like long time I ago. I got caught up in all the movie critiques yeah. and all of that. I love I that. I, ha I haven't seen a movie in a while. I think the next movie might be Fantastic Beasts. Oh yeah, yeah, but are you I, a I, fan of that? The whole Harry Potter. Yeah, series? I'm a huge fan of Harry yeah. Potter. Okay. I was, Good but um, yeah, I, I kind of veered away from the movie reviews for a while because I'm not an actual movie critic. But it's fun to hear like you and your friends yeah. and your take on like what everyone experienced. Like you, I, I was. Did telling... you listen to the Infinity War ones? 
Yeah. Well, I just got a little bit of that, but I was telling my husband today, you convinced me to go see Ready Player One, yeah, which a, I've had no desire to see. Yeah. So <laughs> When I saw that movie, I, I went in with no expectations. I only saw like one trailer. Yeah. And I, I saw it in 3D, which I do not like 3D movies, uh-huh. but it's freaking good. So Yeah, that's what you said. You convinced yeah. me. Anyway, I really enjoyed your friends too. So anyway. Cool. So the Great mechan- show. I'm yeah. a fan. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so the mannequins. Yeah, so Banana Republic. Yeah, so my uh, I had this really great job at Banana Republic. It was excellent training by way of merchandising and advertising and all of that. And then, um, and then just kind of took off from there and did my own thing. And I've been really lucky. I've had amazing clients come my way, and I've been able to um, get plugged into high profile clients, like people that are on TV or on stage or CEOs or trainers that are intentionally dressing and trying to connect with an audience, which is really big for me. I feel like there's so much to clothing. And so anyway, that's kind of been my journey. And here I am today. So then why like fashion? Like, did you, have you always been into it and you were younger? Like what initially like said, I want to open a store. Cause going back to the beginning of your story where you started, you opened up a store in Sugar House. Yeah. Like why fashion? Um, okay, so I was 10. This is my first memory of realizing that I was passionate about it. Mm-hmm. I went and stayed with my grandma for the weekend, and she decided to go to church, and I hadn't packed any church clothes. And oh. I remember distinctly thinking, no big deal. Grandma, show me your closet. And I went shopping in her closet, and I created this killer outfit as a 10-year-old. And How old was your grandma at the time? She was she was older. So older? Yeah. So she had some old school clothes? Yeah, totally. So um, anyway, I put on a gray hoodless sweatshirt and it went to my knees. Okay. Nice. And then I got a brown braided belt and I tied it around my waist and I she made like modest. a dress. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then I put a bunch of necklaces on and I remember thinking, okay, this is awesome. I've got this. I created something. And you were and, only 10? And I was only 10. And I went to church and I felt really cool that day. Nice. And the cool thing is my grandma let me. Like she let me shine. She didn't, she didn't like, like that's dumb. Don't yeah, do that. yeah, that's not gonna work or that doesn't really fit into how we look at church or whatever. Yeah. And so anyway, that's my earliest memory. And from there I just have like wonderful, amazing experiences with people. I love connecting through clothing. Nice. Yeah. So my my background is my older siblings, obviously, I got fashion from them. But then okay. I used to watch shows like What Not to Wear. Okay. Queer for the Straight Guy. Love. I freaking love that show. Have you seen the new one? Yes. So good. That one's okay. I almost cried up. I almost teared up on one of them. Yeah, but... they really hit the emotions. Yeah. For sure. But um it was so dumb though, because I remember I was 17 and I was going to church and I was like, I freaking love that show. And then there's like five gay guys, and that was around the time when it was getting more predominant and church people were like, you know, you you support gay marriage if you watch that show. And I was like, what the freak are you talking about? What? Like, I just get some bomb fashion tips. Yeah. I still use the one where you, you spray and walk away yes. with the cologne. Yes, totally. So, yeah, that's kind of my background. And I mean... So you're kind of drawn to it. Yeah. I guess I could have been pegged at one time as metrosexual, I guess. Yeah. I care about my fashion and my, uh, I think that's great. my looks and stuff. I feel like that's a lot, like, way more popular these days than when we're, we're even talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like when I my husband teaches high school and when I go to his classes, the guys especially totally have rocking outfits. Like, they can take ownership of it. Whereas, I have no idea when you went to high school, but... Uh, it would have been... Well, here's a fun fact for yeah, anybody. Yeah, let's hear it. I was actually homeschooled. <laughs> Oh, from like fourth grade on. I know. people All usually, the way to graduation? Yeah. Most people were like, what the freak? You were homeschooled? You do not seem like a sheltered person at all. I feel all. like we need to have a podcast just on that. Yeah, we probably should. Yeah. But um, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh. So fashion so I got all the stuff from. No, no. I got all the stuff from my older siblings. Like I still went to church every Sunday. I went to like 
the youth activities every yeah. week. Yeah. And then I went to seminary every morning because nice. it was early morning in California. Yeah. All four years on time and nice. never missed a day. Nice. Um, That's an accomplishment. Yeah. So I, yeah, I have, I've, I've had some life experience, I guess, as far as, but yeah, I, I like, as far as high school, I didn't get any of the fashion from what was going on. It was more so my older siblings cool. and some of what my friends are wearing, but I want to talk about that later, how okay. it's weird with, I'm getting old yeah. enough to where fashions are coming back for sure. And I hate it Yeah, because these kids think they're like the coolest kids and they think like they thought of it, but I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, what were we talking about? We, Crap. We were talking about, um, you being into fashion. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I heard on one of your podcasts, like that you love dressing your avatars. You were I do? yeah, you were oh, saying how like, like oh, you're yes. very specific yes. on how you dress so, them and I'm a nerd. I play a lot of video games. Yeah. That's kinda how like I unwind at the end of the day. But as a at a young age, any game where you could create a character, yeah. I would spend like an hour just creating my character, making sure it looked like me. Or if it's a fantasy <laughs> game, like, oh, that's gotta match this. Yeah. And um there's certain games where items will drop for like armor and stuff. Yeah. And I care more about if it matches than if it's actually more powerful to get me up to the next level. And my friends are like, you're a freaking idiot. Just put it it on. So you're speaking my language. I love it so much. So then went, so you, you had the store and then you moved, had fun with adventures, had kids. And then you started doing the business and you said you started it five years ago. Yeah. So we were in San Diego um, and I created my business and I was doing local uh, people, and then I was also flying up here. Ironically, I was flying up to Utah. I had quite a few clients up here. And so it was kind of wonderful that my husband got a job up here. Yeah. And we um, we ended up right where I needed to be for my job as well. And so, um, and so yeah, now I just have a regular clientele kind of different. It comes and goes every month. It's like, who do I need to dress for TV or stage this month? And then yeah. I focus on them and um I both I do both male and female a lot of people kind of just I'm I'm loving that you're saying you're into it mm-hmm. because a lot of people just automatically peg it with all the women yeah but I dress men all the time and so it's just fun to kind of do both worlds you yeah, know? yeah yeah so then when you started this consulting thing like how did you start promoting yourself like how did you, I mean obviously you had a little bit of maybe a following from people who knew you had a store yeah. that had to do with clothing like yeah. how did you start that process of like hey this is my new thing like yeah. how did you put a business plan together like this is how much I'm going to charge people and whatnot yeah that's a that's a great question um i'm kind of like a fly by the seat of my pants type of girl uh-huh. so i'm not like everything has to be structured and it's down on paper before i do it i yeah. kind of just do it and then have a basic structure Sure, or well, no structure. Yeah, because I mean, like if you spend so much time on like it's got to be perfect, then yeah. it either takes way longer to yeah. actually get out there, yeah. or you just keep analyzing it and then you never do it. For sure. So, so one of my favorite sayings is done is better than perfect. So mm-hmm. I don't let it hang me up if it's not perfect. Um, so we we have we've kind of uh, built another business and through that business it's actually essential oils and so through essential oils if you know anything about MLMs there's all these people building their own businesses and yeah. they're running huge product markets uh-huh. and so i feel like my fashion just kind of went hand in hand with that business at the time because all of those people were teaching and training and going big fast yeah, yeah. and they needed help with what they looked like mm-hmm. and so my clientele started from that it was so just, you're like hey i see that you're trying to promote this product yeah. how would i help you look good while you're doing it exactly okay. and so i just started dressing business owners and that 
uh, to be honest with you, it just kind of was old school. It spread word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And um, I, and I've just had clients pouring in ever since then. Like they hear that I solved this problem or helped in this way. And I just get clients that way. So it's so- good. How much do you charge? Well, that's a great question. I should have brought <laughs> my I, price list. I know. Anyone who's <laughs> listening or is like in the area, like if they're interested, I want to get in all your business details as yeah. far as like how to contact you and what's yeah. the price and what's the process like, I guess. So so it kind of differs to what you're looking for or what you need. So let's, so I'll just kind of throw out a example. couple different options. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I do something called closet therapy where I come into your closet for an hour and I will reorganize and tell you what is great. And I'll put together new outfits that you don't see and piece together. A lot of people Kinda have like a hard what time. Not to wear. Yeah. They have a hard time pulling pieces together and creating full looks. Mm-hmm. So I'll come in and do that for about an hour and a half. That's about $250 to do that. Oh. But, All right. by, but I'm not buying one new piece of clothing for you. Like I'm not going out and spending tons of money. Oh, you're not doing the whole $5,000 credit card thing? Exactly. <laughs> so for $250, <laughs> I come in, restructure your whole closet so it feels great, has yeah. a new energy, and I create a ton new outfits for you. So there's That's one not thing. like you're not like built buying any like organizational no. furniture thing no, that no, they no. can say you just basically take what they have yeah. and reorganize yeah. it. Yeah, and I go through all their favorite pieces do you do, and I, do you do color coordinating? I always color coordinate. Okay. <laughs> That's like my number one tip. If your closet is not color coordinated, please do it. It'll like it like it simplifies your life in so many different ways. Let me tell you how. It's aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Number one, you walk in and your closet's like beautiful. Yeah. And then also it takes like, have you heard the philosophy of CEOs where they just want to wear the same thing every day? Yeah. Because they have too or many Doug decisions. from Nickelodeon. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> There's just too many decisions in their life that they just don't want to be bothered with that. So that's why I feel like color coordinating your closet, like if it's... Let's say it's raining out and you're feeling like you want to wear green. You took a hundred options and choices down to seven. Yeah. And then your life is simpler. So and I, if you were to do that, you would realize what colors you don't have. Exactly. Because you're yeah. like, oh, I have way too much black. Yeah. Or what you're drawn to or what you're buying too much of. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a great. I highly recommend that. Anyway, so I closet. Uh, I do closet therapy. I do. Um, did you think of the name closet therapy, or did that's just something that? I did. You did? Okay. Why is it? Do you no, think no. it overstates it, it or something? No, I think it sounds good. I just didn't know if that was like a common phrase no, in, the, it's not. in the industry of organizing closets yeah. or fashion stuff. No, I don't stuff. think I've heard it anywhere else. Well, that's so. cool. Um, I also do just one-on-ones. Like I, the first thing I would do, like if you hired me uh-huh. today, I would do a style survey with you. And that's about a 30-minute Thing where I just sit down or I do a phone, uh, like a Zoom chat with you or over the phone, and I get to know you as a person. Yeah. And so, like, my first question for you would be, what's your favorite thing about your body mm-hmm. right now? Do you want to answer that? I don't know if I have. Um, I don't know. Okay. My legs are pretty nice and long, nice. like giraffes. Okay, cool. You've got good <laughs> legs. So I'm a big believer in just starting off on, like, a positive note and realizing that you have fantastic vessel that yeah. you get to live through and going from there. So I really like to start deep. And then I figure out, you know, who you are, where you shop, what you what colors you're drawn to, what colors you don't like. Yeah. And what colors you think you never look good in, but possibly you do. Well that's the thing. Like I feel like people make comments and they kind of ruin you. You know what I yeah. mean? When they're like, uh, oh, that's not good or that looks great. Whereas Every day you feel different, so be open to all colors and just yeah. kind of what your mood is. I don't know. I, I hate- know. I, I discovered that as a teenager, like, I freaking love pink. 
I and love I think, that. Yeah, at the time, back in the early 2000s, you're like, well, you must be gay or something. I'm like, yeah. no, I just like pink. No, my 12-year-old boy loves pink, and yeah. I love that he wears it. The saying Proud. when I was a teenager was that I got people back on when they were like, that looks stupid, is I would say pink is the new black. It is. But um, I have tons of pink uh, ties and, and shirts and stuff like that, so I've always been drawn to like maybe sometimes throw that in people's faces, like, oh, look what I'm wearing kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, Because it kind of like... You know, whoa, that guy's wearing a crazy colored shirt. And I don't mind, like, not that I'm seeking attention, but I don't mind, you know, making people like, whoa, that's a crazy shirt he's wearing or some pants or whatever it was. I remember when we were kids, Spencer started getting us into them was Dickies. I don't wear them anymore because they don't have slim fit ones. But I had (laughs) yellow ones. I had baby blue ones. I had red ones. I I think I wore the baby blue ones at church one time. Those are the only ones I could pull off because any other colors of my parents would be like, that's too extreme. Yeah. Anyway. Nice. Way to bring back the Dickie world. I yeah, I know. The freaking Fred Durst. <laughs> I love that you're not afraid to like, okay, so I feel like a lot of people, you have to have some sort of layer of confidence to pull off what you're talking about. Yeah. So that's really what I'm trying to get to the root of. Like yeah. where where's your confidence and what do you want to project to the world? Yeah. And so that's the whole point of the survey really and like where you shop. And so anyway, I do surveys and figure out who they are. Did you like have a written out survey or is it online or you just kind of as you go yeah so I, some basic questions that you ask them every time no so i have an actual survey and, and you send it to them i send it to them and we go through it together uh-huh. and this really points out where they need help you know what their budget is where what they're looking at what yeah. kind of event we're looking at and it just kind of um gives me all the information i need so it's a simple tool and then um and then from there i personal shop from people so if like this week alone, I had three clients that were going to be on stage, and it was a big event. It was getting video like in Salt Lake, right here in Salt Lake. Yeah, uh-huh. so I shopped for each of them, and I basically memorized people's closets. I memorized what they love, what they're drawn to. Do you have like files for everybody, like profiles? Uh, if you've well, worked with them multiple times, yeah. So I've got I've got all of that just you know on my computer, but I I also if I'm really passionate, I can just remember it all. Yeah, so yeah. I've got their closets memorized. I know what they need, where they're lacking, if they need shoes and jackets or whatever. Anyway, so I dressed these women this week individually, and then they're all on stage at one point or another. And so I get to take them through the process of how can we pull a whole entire awesome look together. I know their message. I know their influence. I know their audience. Uh-huh. And we pull together, you know, what kind of a look they'll feel amazing in while on stage teaching. Do you get to be there while they're doing it? A lot it? of times I do, which I love. It's like one of my most favorite things. I get to the be catwalk. there. Like right before they go out, I get to, you know, hook on their microphones or fix their hair or lipstick or, nice. you know, help fix the tie or the pocket square or whatever. It's so cool being involved. Oh, wait. So it's not officially like always walking down the runway right oh, no, it could no. just these be like are, on stage yeah. like presentate presentations and stuff yeah these are like business owners or yeah. people going out on i was thinking like modeling like well, catwalks and stuff yeah no i definitely work with models uh-huh. and fashion shows but for the most part my clientele are mostly business professionals okay yeah you know what they call it a catwalk yeah because you gotta be a tiger out there is that why no, I'm just that that's so from down. zoolander so uh <laughs> I love zoolander. yeah it's from like a bonus scene on yeah. zoolander or something <laughs> So then when you said you go out and buy them the clothes, like have you, they given you the money already? Yes. Like say, hey, here's whatever X amount of dollars, go buy me what you can with this. Is that how it works? Yeah. So I have this routine of give me your credit card. So they hand me a credit card. Nice. And then I say, what's your budget? And they usually tell me. Well, wait, they actually physically give you their credit card? They give me their credit card. And you can get into a store and then. Yeah. Which I find, this is a weird tangent. I used to work at. Wells Fargo for two years. Okay. And growing up, 
it's so weird as society has shifted to become more digital that no one asks for ID anymore. Ever. No, it's I've, weird. I've never been Because when I was first, uh, even when I, this isn't even that long ago, when I was like 17 or so when I had my first job, that would have been 2004 or five. Like they were still harping, like, make sure you always ask for ID. Yeah. And now I go yeah. into restaurants or I go into no one asks for ID anymore. Yeah, it's so true. Anyway, I'm not trying to get you in trouble or anything. Identity theft but is no one's going <laughs> to, if no one has a problem with it, they're not yeah. going to stop you now. So. so I have two, I have two routes. I get their credit card and they tell me their budget. Okay. Or. Do you ever get the black credit card? I know, right? <laughs> Do you, no, seriously, have you? No, I've okay. never had that. Are you kidding me? If I dressed Jerry Seinfeld, yeah, I'd get that. But Jerry Seinfeld dresses himself. You've seen the co- comedians in cars? Yes. He just wears the suit coat with the jeans and like the tacky old. Yeah, but old that's intentional. Ath- I know. He thinks that through. That's an and intentional outfit. And then his that crazy outfit. athletic shoes that don't match. Yeah, that's one but of my most favorite shows, by the way. That's a good one. I love that show. Anyway, or I have credit cards for my business and then okay. they Venmo me. So Venmo's can... like my best friend. Uh, Venmo's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's pretty great. Anyway, so uh, I don't know where I was, but did I answer Just talking your about question? the price range. You're giving an example of oh, yeah. the closet therapy is like $250 an hour. Yes. To and consult then, or to shop, it varies from. It depends on how much you need. Do you ever go to, to eight hundred? Do you ever go to stores with people? Absolutely, okay. I try. It's not my favorite thing. I love doing it if the person really does need help to well, like seems... for the future. But I'm so fast at what I do. I yeah. don't. I don't. I just love going in, getting my crap done. Well, it sounds like a lot more hassle help. because you have to schedule time with them. Yeah. Let's you know, say if they have kids or whatever it is, like. Yeah. And then you have if you're if you're 20 minutes away from each other, you don't live in the same city. You got to schedule that. Totally. And then you're not. It complicates things. I do do it because I love giving them tools to help them in the future. And in person is a lot more personal. Absolutely. Yeah. But one of my most favorite things that I've noticed, and this is super cool while I'm dressing professionals, is they actually love a good deal. So a lot of people aren't like, go buy me the most expensive thing you can find. Yeah. A lot of people give me the clear to start with thrifting. Uh-huh. So I start at thrifting and I move, I move up from all the stores in between. So I'll like, I'll so start So what at stores like, do you start at? So what? like Deseret Industries or okay. uh, Goodwill would be where I would start. And then, um, and a lot of times I score great stuff there for them. Really? And they're blown away that I'm getting them, you know, business blazers or jackets or ties for under 10 bucks, you know? So that's yeah. kind of cool. It's a win-win. And then I move my way up. I go from like the Targets to TJ Maxx's and Ross's to- Marshall's. Marshall's, yeah, which I haven't loved Marshall's, but for some reason the one here that just opened by us is phenomenal. Really? Oh my gosh, I love it. You ever yeah. hit up the Nordstrom's rack? Well, that's what I was going to say. The then rack? I hit up the rack. Most everyone loves the rack. Yeah. You can't go wrong there. And then I move up the chain from there. But for most professionals that I dress, I'm not spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on them. Yeah. So, anyway. so you don't need the $5,000 credit card like what not to wear? I'd be willing if you're listening and you want me yeah, to, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> So then, like, there's a is there a certain satisfaction that comes from like walking in? Like, do you just love walking into stores and yeah, and the yeah. smell of clothing, or whatever the <laughs> heck it smells like? <laughs> That's really funny. Um, no, I don't love the smell of clothing, but I do love the idea that time and time again, I find what I need. Okay. And so that's super satisfying. It's like solving a puzzle. Yeah. Like I just had a client two weeks ago that I dressed for huge events, like a gala and it was like a business training for five days and I had to piece together like eight outfits. It was just a lot to like mentally comprehend. And, um, she said she ordered thousands of dollars from Nordstrom's and nothing worked. And I showed up with $300 worth of clothes and every single thing worked. Really? So like that's Did she get to return the other stuff at least? Oh yeah, absolutely. Say. Yeah. Nordstrom's weird because they have really nice stuff, but then they have these, you ever seen the advertisements they have? Yes. Where you could buy a pet rock? 
No, I've never they seen that. They had like that. this rock you could buy and it had like a satchel and that itself was like $100. Oh my like gosh, I think I have $100. seen that. I was like, what the freak? Yeah, pricing's kind of all over the map there for sure. Well, not even pricing. Like why the <laughs> hell do you need a rock? Yeah. But I don't know. The fashion, that's another thing I don't understand is like, because the models and the runway things that you see on like the high fashion stuff, mm-hmm. almost, I'd say, I don't know, I'm way off. I'd say 80% of the stuff that they run down the, they're just concepts. They're like, no one's going to be wearing that down the street. But those concepts do trickle down and influence us. Really? Is that they how do. it works? Yes. Uh, okay. Because you know what I'm talking about? The crazy. So they're like super extreme on the runways. Like yes, New yes. York and Paris. Those are super extreme. And no one wear like they're like costumes almost But they to me. take those concepts and they bring them down and that's what we see in like Old Navy. Is that what you would say sim- similar to like a car? Where yeah. every once in a while, like the yeah. LA Auto Show, they have these crazy BMW sure. concepts which would never be driven. And then they take those and probably implement them into like your everyday 3 Series or whatever it is. And that's why we're all driving Camrys. Yeah. Yes. Just kidding. No, <laughs> seriously. I am fine with having – so my wife and I just uh, – we're going back down to one car. Uh-huh. We had at least two Corollas, okay. 2016s. Okay. And I love those. I love Toyota. But now we've got a 2018 RAV4. Okay. I'm bummed though because – Right when I got it, I saw the picture of the 2019 RAV4s, and they look freaking dope. So I'll probably just trade that one yeah. in, and then I'll actually buy that one. I'm not sure I've ever heard RAV4 looking dope before. What? <laughs> okay. Hey, do you know what the Highlanders look like? Yes, I do. Okay, so just imagine a mini Highlander. Okay. And it's got a little more corners and edges, and that's the new RAV4. Does that I'll get show you, you excited? I can tell you're really Well, yeah. I, I, like, I, I like Toyotas and Hondas. It's a really yeah. solid car. Totally. But, and they last forever. Yes. Yeah. So I'm probably going to be done with the whole leasing game. When I trade in for that new one, and then I'll try to buy that one. Because if I'm going to buy a car, I want to get the car I want to get. Yeah. So. I hear you. Which is what? The RAV4. That's your dream car? Not my dream car. Well, but let's talk dream cars for a no, second. Dream car? <laughs> I don't know. I, I like Acuras. I literally don't need, I literally don't need like a crazy expensive Aston Martin because yeah. I don't. Like, I don't feel comfortable driving in a car that costs the same as a house. I'm with you on that. So, I mean, it's dope because, like, they have, like, the bamboo wood, which is actual bamboo and stuff, or a cool, cool Tesla. But yeah. I, 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 my wife and I have decided that we don't need a lot of things in life as we're yeah. trying to save for a house. I love we'd it. Rather have, um, we'd rather have more experiences. I'm right so there Some with annual you. passes to Disneyland and go and stuff like that. Totally. So. But, I love it. So. You have your closet therapy. You have the give me a credit card and I'll go buy you stuff. Uh, what's like the most ex- like expensive excursion run that you've had to do for a client? Oh, what a great. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I always think. Um, well, let me rephrase this because okay. it says a lot of your client. You said a lot of your clients actually still want to get deals. Yeah. Did any of your clients, like, what's the budget they gave you, I guess? The highest budget yeah, I Yeah, like, had? maybe because you didn't use it all because you're saying that you're always getting good steals on, yeah. on deals. Yeah. What's the biggest budget someone's ever given you? Um, They can get up there. I yeah. had a client once that had ordered, just just casually one day ordered about $8,000 off of a website. <gasps> and I was like, that was mind-blowing for me. Yeah. And I shop every day. That's like so. a personal loan to some students. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I usually tend to lean towards what's the least amount we need to spend. Yeah. So. And do they ever give you like tips, like actual money tips? Like, hey, thanks for saving me so much money. Here's a tip Absolutely, for you. Absolutely, yeah. So you make a lot from that as yes. well? Yes, yeah. So then not to – I don't want to get into like deep into your finances, obviously, totally but like fine. as far as like generally speaking, <laughs> yeah. how much do you like make a year off oh, this stuff? what a great question. 
Oh, that's funny. You could just give me a range if you don't feel comfortable like saying like, the exact number. Like, like salary. Like, would you cons- like if you were to say salary? Like, yeah. How much would you make in a year? I was from- gonna say like a thousand to a hundred thousand. Just kidding. Oh, Is that too big of a range? It's <laughs> a huge range. <laughs> no, I would. Say you're right having around, a really good months or really horrible months. Yeah, uh, roughly fifty thousand. Yeah. It's like a good standard. Yeah. Not entry level. Yeah. If you were to compare to like a, a corporate career job, it'd be like a more of like a. Step above an entry sure. level. I think I could push a lot harder and make a lot more money. I'm really great with where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, I probably should at some point hire some more people. I have assistants that help me. Yeah. I. But at the same time, I really love doing just the one-on-one with people. And I don't really want to hand it off to anyone. Yeah. Because you know? what and if so, people don't do it the way you want exactly, to do it? Exactly. So I'm a little hesitant on that that area. But I I... I probably should grow soon. Yeah. Bigger than I am right now. I just haven't been willing to give up that. Speaking control. of growing, <laughs> I want to kind of, let me see what my questions real quick. Oh, before we get into, I want to talk about social media. Oh yeah. Okay. Cause you have more followers than I do. Okay. Ooh. I know. I have so many. On my podcast. No. <laughs> uh, speaking of, I started following you Okay. and you follow two people that I know. Who? That have a buttload of followers. Are we allowed to talk about them? Uh, I'll say their first name. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, we can talk about it after. afterwards. But okay. there's someone who's from my hometown. <laughs> okay. In Reno Valley. She lives up in Idaho. I'm so excited to know who you're and talking And then there's about. another person. She was a sister missionary on my religious excursion. Yeah. That's what I call it. Nice. And she has like 270,000 followers. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah. So we're I'm like, oh. We're talking about Emily, aren't we? No. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'll tell you <laughs> afterwards. But um, so what is your favorite era of fashion and where do you think fashion started like obviously it's always been around because i, th- I would say ro- okay, so royalties always kind of had it yeah. but when it started becoming more affordable for people like when yeah. do you think fashion like a fashion boom started in, in like the united states or the world okay yeah so we'll take the united states well i i love the idea that clothing's always been there from the beginning of time yes um clothing's always been there and At first it was more practical obviously keep you warm keep you yeah I don't know, though. If you look at the history of fashion, like everyone always kind of put their own spin on it. So yeah. there was, you know, individuality. And it was obviously fashion. according to the culture and yeah. then also what they had material wise. Yeah, make. exactly. Yeah. yeah. I've been studying all that. And I bet you their armor matched. Uh, totally. So that's why. <laughs> 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 totally. Because <laughs> it was made from all the same uh, element. Yeah. Um, let's see. I lost my train of thought, but. I Your favorite oh, era of fashion. Well, I was going to say, I find it so fascinating. I feel like in our day and age, we don't discuss uh, symbolism of clothing very much. And clothing is super symbolic. Yeah. Going back to royalty, you brought up royalty. The only one I know of is purple, the color purple. Purple. That it was like a most expensive to dye your clothes that color. And yes. that's why a lot of royalty had the color exactly. purple. Exactly. You were considered rich with purple clothes yeah. or or blue. Um, yeah. And they actually did a lot of in- intricate things with clothing way back in the day. And so I find all of that fascinating because it must have taken them months, years yeah. to make specific things, you know, and I feel like we kind of take that for granted these days. Well, but it was a lot of, it's not mass produced back then either. So every piece of clothing was individual, to, individual and unique. Yeah. And then I'm really drawn to all that. That's super fun. We could have a, a long conversation about that. Yeah. But as far as, okay, so I have a couple of thoughts on eras. Number one, I want to say, I find it fascinating that vans and converse have stood the test of time yeah like they have always been in ever since they were because what converse started in like the 50s yes and they're going so strong today and we're all wearing them no matter what age i just love that they kind of just live on forever i was never a converse person because i particularly i personally don't like the white part tongue 
Oh, okay. Which is what they're known for. Like on the toe? Yeah. Okay. I never really liked it. I like the Vans. What though. about Vans? Vans, I like Vans. I have all a pair of all blacks. I used to have a pair of all gray ones. It blows my mind that everyone is buying Vans. Yeah. I like the truck load. They, over days. the years, they've evolved to where like there are more styles, but yeah. you can still grab like the original black totally. and white ones. Totally. And then if it's not the same color, at least the same style as the black and white ones. Absolutely. I, I just love that they are classy. And... The only thing I don't recommend, though, is they do not have any sole. So do not freaking run in those things because your feet will hurt like crap. See, I feel like Converse are uncomfortable. So the fact they're that they're are. still like big and amazing and popular and every age group wants to wear them is bonkers to me because they're yeah. not comfortable. No, not at all. But they're super cute. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, I'm really drawn to like the 40s and 50s. Yeah. I feel like they just, everything felt elevated and classy. And yeah. It's fun. To- it's always looking... At nice at like looking at black and white pictures too because it looks even more like yeah like I just and I stuff. just been binge watched uh, Mad Men have you ever watched Mad I Men? haven't Spencer's watched he said I need to watch it though okay yeah well I don't know if I would say watch it because it does like suck your life away because there's, there's so only six many seasons of, right I feel like there's so many of them but yeah. yeah anyway but the style on Mad Men was phenomenal to watch I just wanted to watch for the clothing yeah and so anyway well, that's cool yeah. so you like the 40s and 50s yeah through there. So I grew up in the 90s because I was born in 87. Okay. Um, I'm older than you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm getting up there, though. My birthday's tomorrow. Happy birthday. Yeah. I'll be 31. Ooh. Oh, man. So, yeah, I'm over 30s the... 30s are great, though. Yeah. I feel like the 30s are awesome. Well, it's weird because then it's obviously age is relative because it's kind of like uh, when you were like in fourth grade which is the last grade I was in before college, <laughs> the fifth graders always look so much bigger. Yeah. And then you become a fifth grader. I mean, I never became a fifth grader, but I imagine if you did, yeah. you look that you feel the same. Yeah. So with age, like I remember when Spencer turned 30. Yeah. And now he's 42. So it's just like, it, you always feel like, I don't feel any older. Yeah. And I still play video games. So I'm I don't nerd. know though. I feel like there's something about the thirties where you just really come into your own. Yeah. And, and get stuck in your ways. In. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, bringing back, we were talking about earlier. The fashions, how they come back. So yeah. I'm 31 now. I'll be 31 tomorrow. And it is annoying slash weird to see the 90s. Because I, I remember a you couple- You mean the overalls yes, come back? Overalls yeah. come back. I always thought those were like, yeah. those are popular. My sisters used to wear them. Yeah. And now they went out of style for years. When, now they're back. I keep wondering when crisscross is going to come back, like backwards clothes. Yeah. When that was like huge. And then the acid wash <laughs> jeans. Yeah. Totally back. Uh, What do they call them? Have you noticed all the teenagers are pegging their pants? Yes. Which is- like, it's so cute when I see it, but I'm mind blown because that was huge when we were little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. And then uh, flannels have been in for a yeah. while. Yeah. It makes more sense up here in Utah because it gets colder. And then I guess it did make sense in Washington where all the grunge scene happened because yes, it gets colder for up there. Sure. But, and then what else is popular? Are scrunchies back? Scrunchies are fully back. High-waisted Levi's with yeah. all the buttons down the with front. With a freaking nine-inch zipper. Totally back. It's like the mom old school jeans. mom jeans. Yep. Yeah, they're completely back. And then what's, oh, fanny packs. Or oh. as we used to call them in California, poser pouches. Oh, interesting. <laughs> they're back. Yeah. Huge. They've been back for a couple of years Yeah, now. I know Joe Rogan wears one. And yeah. He says, you're not gay or feminine if you wear one. He's like, real men wear poser oh, fanny packs. Funny. He's you like a le- nice leather one, though. Uh, you know what else is kind of back? And it's kind of interesting because it's major 80s, oversized blazers. They're huge uh, right blazers, now. Blazers, blazers. Oh, like, like uh, suit coats. Like suit coats, Are the yeah. shoulder pads back in? Totally. Because <laughs> those it's were like crazy. the businesswoman of the 80s was yeah. like the sh- giant shoulder pads, look like linebackers. Yeah, it's all back. Yeah, it's, it's insane. very weird. But it kind of gets annoying because like, these kids are wearing clothes that they have no idea that this thing was already a thing. But I feel like 
Does that bother you because it didn't feel that way when we were young? Yeah. Because we were kind of like the first ones to set. Yeah, I remember my mom would sew. She still sews to this day, and so she okay. would make a lot of my pants, the big, giant, uh, puffy ones with the tapered on the bottom. You mean MC Hammer yeah. pants? Yeah, not, like, not that big, but <laughs> okay. like the same kind of like those, yeah. what are they called? Joggers. Joggers, but yeah. they came back like two years ago. Not jeggings, they were... I know people started wearing where they're, they're, it's a, it's like a literally elastic yeah, taper at the bottom. Yeah, those are joggers. Yeah, though, but they started making them in new materials nowadays, like jeans and stuff. Okay, yeah. Okay, but back then it was just all like the whatever same material. I have ones when I was in kindergarten, maybe like first grade, where my mom made those kinds with the elastic on the bottom, and it was Raphael from Ninja Turtles, Stop. just his face all over. Stop. And I was like, man, if these kids knew, yeah. I should pull those back out if I ever fit me and I would show them up like I'm the one who used to wear these not these stupid crap because now they just go to H&M yeah. and they're like fashionable yeah. whereas the 90s versions of them were like hideous but you take real ownership of this yeah but I think <laughs> I think it's the thing is like they're not exactly copying like the 80s and 90s they're just taking pieces of it and making it air quotes more they're fashionable recycling it but it's also helped with like stranger things like a bunch of 80s shows yeah. have come back and I feel like it's kind of set the standard for trends but I think it's like more accelerated because I think when I first got back from my religious excursion in 09 the no. 70s were in because bell bottoms and yeah. boot cut jeans mm. my two first pairs of jeans when I got home was boot cut okay and then those went out of style. And I think a couple years later, it was the 80s. And now I think the last two or three years, it's been like more the 90s coming back with the overalls. And, the, and chokers. Yeah, chokers. And, yeah. I can't so, do it. I can't do it's it. It's weird. So you said you were a 90s kid as well? <laughs> I was, yeah. I was born in 80. Okay. So I feel like I lived you, my teenage years through the 90s. Yeah. My, yeah. So I was in the 90s, but then my teenage years were like the early 2000s Got and stuff, it. which is interesting that because like the 40s and 50s, 60s and 70s, mm -hmm. 80s and 90s all have their very distinct like 10 years or a decade yeah. of fashion. Yeah. And then ever since the 2000s, it all kind of just blends together. It's all blended. Yeah. Same thing with music. Which is kind of cool, though, that everyone just kind of does their own thing, you know, that mm -hmm. everyone's not like, do you want mine? You can no. have mine. Oh. I have Pearls, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Paige didn't open her Coke Zero Vanilla that I gave her. I kind of love that everyone just kind of is individual and kind of picks their own. I don't know why I'm saying kind of a ton, but. Yeah, it's fine. I say to, uh, like a lot. <laughs> they get to pick, you know, what they're drawn to. And it just seems like more variety, which I love. So. So let's get into social media. Let's do it. Like. This is, I have a love-hate relationship with I social media. I was just going to say, I have a love-hate relationship with social I media. I just, I, I deleted my Facebook app mm -hmm. again. I deleted it like a year or so ago and I didn't have it for a year because I was just going on it way too much. And I found that I would barely go on it if I had to log in on a desktop. And even when I'm on the website, yeah. when scrolling with the mouse and just the way the, the UI looks, it's not as... Uh, pleasing to the eye or like how it scrolls and mm -hmm. I would literally be on there for like a minute and I'd turn it off I would just go to my notifications yeah. I got it again the app to post this podcast easier but then like a week or two ago I was like you know what I can just I, I actually do it through my desktop anyways I'll just delete it I deleted my Twitter app because I was wasting a lot of time on that with certain people I follow like Jordan Peterson and mm -hmm. Dave Rubin and Joe Rogan and all that stuff um, the only ones I really like that I still don't waste my time too much on is Instagram and Reddit. I freaking okay. love Reddit because there's just a bunch of memes and video games and just you waste your time on there. Okay. But I figured if I only have two apps where I waste yeah. my time instead yeah. of four or five. Anyway. But I have a, another problem with social media is because there's a lot of outrage. There's a lot of people who have opinions where mm -hmm. I don't think, even though you have the ability to give your opinion, I don't think you always should because mm -hmm. I think people are stupid sometimes. Uh, but I think a lot of people 
and I think you'll find this with fashion, you'll probably tell me the same thing, I might be wrong, that people put like the best parts of their lives up there. Yeah, that's been a big controversy. Yeah, really. so they, a lot of people, especially I would say more so, generally speaking, women, compare themselves to other people. And I think you might find that even more so if you in your industry of the fashion of like, why can't I look like that or makeup or whatever it is. So that's kind of my hot take on why I love and hate social media. I mm-hmm. also love it because it connects people. I can post my podcast. I can stay in touch with people. Yeah. But it's also, it's not real life uh-huh. and it's become that way. And people yeah. don't know how to have conversations like this anymore. Yeah. But what's, why is you have a love-hate relationship with social media? So I have Because you love- use it for your business, obviously. Yeah. So I, I feel like I do social media just for my business. Mm-hmm. I often think to myself, like, I take inventory a lot. Why am I doing this? What's my purpose? Yeah. So I feel like just connecting with... Inventory, like self-inventory, right? Yeah, like and self-inventory. And inventory for your clothing. <laughs> yeah. I just want to make sure both. people are confused. I do both, for sure. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so I have a love-hate relationship with it because um, I feel like there's just so much to sift through and that's really exhausting to me but at the same time my whole entire business revolves around my Instagram and so like I've noticed throughout the years like I've had a website and I've really tried to hit all the marks but Instagram is my number one builder for clients yeah and so I run everything through my Instagram and I'm very selective on who I follow so I don't just follow like all the fashions I really try and follow inspirational stuff yeah people who are putting good content out so then it doesn't have an effect on my life so I'm, I'm kind of picky that way as which far- I think from what I understand I'm trying to do the same thing is it's uh it's tough though to grow because I think what I've seen other friends who have bigger pages mm-hmm they literally have to follow everybody because then they'll get a lot of follows back. And that yeah. sucks because it's like, I really don't want to sift through all this stuff and like follow everybody that follows me back because it's just, I don't know most of these people, but it's kind of like a give or take that people have to figure out on their own, I guess. Yeah. I really feel like it comes down to like, are you focused on getting a ton of followers Yeah, or are you focused on getting people who like your content? Mm-hmm. And so I have not been focused on the number because yeah. I, I, there's a, it's like playing a game. It's a video game. Yeah. You can buy your followers. Lots of people buy followers. Yeah. I've heard people like uh, Tanner Lynn when he was on talking about his lace them up basketball. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we said it on the podcast, but maybe during our conversation, he talked about how you can literally pay a couple grand and get yeah. that blue check mark on Instagram. Yeah. So, so. You, can, you can buy it. You can... Um, do what you were saying, the tactic of following a ton of people, commenting, liking, and then those people follow you back. That seems like all exhausting and wasteful time to me. And so I just try and be authentic with my account and I hope I can attract and I find the people that can inspire me and be authentic. And, um, and so, and then as far as Facebook, I'm, I'm not really sure I see value in Facebook. No, Facebook used to be cool <laughs> back in like, it got really big when I first got home in 09. Yeah, and yeah. it was, it was what people, it was, I would go back, some memories have popped up and I would go searching for stuff back in 09 and people used to post on each other's walls yeah. and be like, Hey, I hope you're doing well. Like, yeah. Hey, meet me here. That's like foreign nowadays. No one does that. And it used to be what your friends were doing on Facebook, but now it's, what are you reading? Because everyone freaking shares articles and they share videos yeah. and there's some gems on there. You find some good funny ones, but for the most part, it's not what people are doing nowadays. Well, it's what they're reading and what they're sharing. It's just kind of And gets where they're going. Yep. It feels very surface to me about, yeah. you know, so That's why I like Instagram the best because you don't have to pay attention to like the comment section or the, 
likes or dislikes yeah. and stuff like that. It's but. really just they've all evolved. Like I thought yeah. Facebook back in the day was wonderful, but they've evolved. I mean, they're managing business owners now. I yeah. feel like it's now a business market. Like at those scary ads where they yeah. you talk about crap and they have them on the side. Or you go to a random website and then yeah. the next time you go back on your Facebook Nike's all over. Yeah, there, the so. algorithms are crazy for sure. But I will say, if you're running your own business, I would pick one or two that hit your, you Sweet know, what spot. you like. Yeah, and stick with that. I absolutely hate it when um, entrepreneurs or business owners do all the same content on all the platforms. Yeah, it it's kind of like spreading themselves so thin. Off, not authentic. Yeah. yeah. And if are you on Twitter? No, Twitter's not really been my thing. Uh, I like it because a lot of the times I don't. I hate the news. Yeah. I hate the news. Yeah. But I would get some like juicy stories from people I follow or from yeah. podcasts I follow. But that's and then video game news and things like that and movie news. But it was just I was wasting too much time. I got in the habit of literally, even though I knew for a fact that nothing had updated, my habit was to go back on my phone and check and see like if there's new things. It's just a waste of time. Yeah. So I figure if I delete the apps but keep my accounts, I can uh, have a little more. Uh, breathing room i guess for sure so i feel like linkedin is a great one i have that one but i've kind of gotten annoyed with that one too you've gotten annoyed with it well because again it was like i've never had any success finding a job from there but now everyone's again is just sharing stories and articles about how to be a good leader a good business and people Mm. are liking it i'm like i thought this was just about looking at each other's profiles trying to find a freaking job yeah well back in the day when i opened my store social media did not exist yeah so I had to run marketing like old school. So we, I literally recorded like radio commercials and nice. stuff. All of that was, I just feel like we live in a time where it's so easy now. Like mm-hmm. I can just market whatever I want, whenever I want. And it's so great. It's in my hands. I mean, it gets complicated when you need to hire photographers and, you know, all that kind of stuff, yeah. graphicking and, and people all would be that. like, oh, I'm good with social media when they had need, they hired people for social media marketing. Yeah. I'm like, you better have a freaking actual marketing degree or something because yeah. just because you've been on Facebook for five years or Twitter <laughs> or Instagram. You got like you. It's good to have the education and experience, but you also got to have a knack for it. For sure, got to be like within as well. Yeah. So, but it's been helpful. I hate to end on a negative note. Social media has been great for my business. I I really can't complain. I love Instagram. So, I have one more thing I want to talk about. Okay, this is more do. political. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not really. Um, you've heard the term cultural appropriation. Yes. Do you hear it a lot in the fashion nowadays? Um, here and there. Did you hear about the story a few months ago? I think the girl was from Utah yes. and she wore a Chinese dress yes. and some stupid idiot was like, my uh, culture's not a costume or prom dress or something like that. Yeah. What is your take? Obviously, because you said you're a huge fan of the history of fashion. Yes. And in my belief, I I would argue that yes, there is times, well, I think people are using the phrase wrong because there actually is a phrase called cultural misappropriation. Okay. That's, that's what people should be saying. But they say cultural appropriation and I believe that we've gotten to this point in the world because people have shared cultures with each other. And you could misappropriate someone's culture if you're literally doing it for the wrong reasons and you're doing it to make fun of it and you're exploiting it. But none of these people are freaking, for the most part, are intentionally mm-hmm. doing it to make fun of someone else's culture. Because when that Chinese dress thing came out, some guy on Reddit posted a video of him being in China at the time and he showed a Chinese man just on a random street who spoke pretty good English, what do you think of this girl who's not Chinese in your dress? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, she looks nice. I mean, if she was fat, she wouldn't look good, but that was the actual, oh like, gosh. just That's a terrible. regular <laughs> Chinese man who lived on the streets, or not on the streets, but, like, he was by his house, yeah. and that was his honest opinion. It's, I think, America and white people who are feeling guilty, who are feeling more bad about 
offending other people's cultures than the actual people from those cultures. So it's an overcompensation. Exactly. That's what you're saying. So what's your opinion? Like, have you run into like, oh, I don't think we should wear that Chinese Komodo because it looks, you're not actually Asian. Yeah. No, I haven't personally run into this, but okay. I've followed that story closely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you basically hit it. I think it comes down to intention. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to know people's intentions, but... Well, that's why social media sucks because they, people just assume everything. Yeah, but I really don't feel like that girl was trying to be uh, disrespectful in any way. But the other cool thing is, is I like the idea of celebrating different cultures. Yeah. And so it really just comes down to what's their intention. And I do think people are overreacting yeah. on these uh, situations. But at the same time, like it, uh, it kind of always feels like someone's going to be offended yeah. about something. You yeah, because like... I brought up before on the podcast that people used to complain about stuff before social media, mm-hmm. but they don't like tell like their immediate circle. Yeah. Like, did you see that freaking thing at the movies or did you see that thing on the news? Well, nowadays they can get like a thousand or 20,000 yeah. people to get behind them who happen to have the same opinion. And then it seems way bigger than it really is. Yeah, and so, for sure. But I, I think that we've come this far as a society and, and as a world because we've shared cultures with each other and, and people, I remember I met a lot of people from Africa in Philadelphia, there's a ton of people from Africa and they like give us their traditional African shirts. I have like two or three of them, Cool, but it's because they were, and we used to knock on their doors and we'd ask about how we got into their house was talking about their food because we had heard these foods and we tried them. And then we like, Oh, like someone from Liberia, we, we'd ask them like, do they make good uh, fufu and pepper soup? Um, and they were like, how the heck do you know about that? Cause they're like, fascinated by these two white kids usually yeah how the freak do you know about all the stuff that i cook you were building on something that they knew exactly and so then they they appreciated and they liked that i would adopt their culture or i was trying to learn about it because i was trying to learn about them but nowadays i'm i'm surprised that we're not to the point yet that learning another language isn't being considered cultural appropriation oh wow i I predict that's going to happen. You think so? Yeah. But that falls into the category of furthering education. And exactly. There, Which so. people, that's why I don't like this crazy progressive like outrage because they're not really consistent a lot of the times. Mm. They pick and choose wh- they who do. they want to take take yeah, down. What they want to, what kind of soapbox they want to be on. I love the powerful tool of clothing. I feel like for the most part, I mean, aside from these weird situations like this uh, prom dress, we really do connect and we're drawn to people based on their clothing because they're showing who they are. And yeah. so I like I was uh, downtown and I saw this woman and I, I literally ran to her just based on what she was wearing. I had to meet her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who are you and what are you about? I just needed to get to know her based on her killer outfit she was wearing. And so I love the idea of clothing as a tool. And uh, for the most part, at least in my world, it's a it's an elevator. It's a builder. Yeah. Not a teardown, uh-huh. you know, which we should probably discuss at another point. Yeah. I feel like there's a whole nother topic. Oh, on, you do a whole part too. Yeah. I know on image and the subject of modesty. I have very strong feelings about all of that. Yeah. And how we're, um, we're not discussing it correctly. No. Yeah. I would say that. And <laughs> I've always, again, cause I've had a thing for fashion of how I looked. I've always appreciated no matter what body type someone had. It was always attract whether I was actually attracted to the person. Yeah. It always I always appreciated that that person was educated enough with fashion to dress their own body type. Totally, because this is the most unattractive thing to see someone, whether you're male or female, dressed in something that does not fit who you are, your body. I'm like, ugh, take that off. Yeah, it's just a self awareness. Yeah, kind of. So there's a lot of education about yeah. that. Last question. Yeah. 
So we're both from Southern California. Yes. So we obviously know the fashion is way more popular out there. You got LA, San Diego, and all that stuff. And there's always people joking about how Utah or these Midwest states, especially mm-hmm. Idaho and some other places, are like farther behind on fashion. Uh-huh. Since you've worked up here for many years and you're in the fashion industry and consulting, would you agree with that sentiment that Utah is behind on fashion? Or would you say everywhere but Salt Lake is behind? <laughs> Um, so I went to college briefly in Idaho. Okay. And I took fashion. So they just got the, uh, I always say the joke that they just got the, the PlayStation 3. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's been out for, that's the PlayStation 4 has been out for five years. But I love it. anyway, yeah. yeah I always make so fun of Idaho. I, went, I, I took a couple college classes up in Idaho and it, it was very interesting. My professor walked in and I remember being highly disappointed in what she was wearing in that moment where we all wanted to connect with her and learn from her. It just was not great. So what was she, what was she wearing? Oh my gosh. It was, it's actually in my book. I have a book and she was wearing head to toe mismatched red leather. What? Yeah. And leather, leather, like the Michael Jackson thriller. Yeah. It was leather and suede, uh, coat, skirt and knee high, red leather boots and none of it matched oh so, so it was all red but not the same color it wasn't yes, the same outfit yeah and so it was like a did she not have a mirror before she walked out i feel really bad because i sound that's right i sound we don't really have a name for this person surface. so we can talk crap <laughs> i feel really surface i just was so excited about having a fashion professor you know and she really disappointed me but i felt like she missed an opportunity there you know wait, wait. so back up yeah. She was actually a fashion professor? Yes, she was a fashion professor. And so <laughs> she wore this on purpose to like yeah. say I'm not matching, but she didn't say anything? Yeah. Yeah, it was awkward. It was uncomfortable and totally out of date. Ugh. So so that happened in my life, but it was a really great learning tool yeah. of of the like missing the opportunity of showing who you are, mm-hmm. you know? And so anyway, I hate to throw all of Idaho and Utah into like a general... Well, it's very similar for anybody who's not from here, like the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints is the predominant yeah. religion. And so the culture of that religion has intertwined with the actual society. Yeah, for so sure. So you're going to have people... And again, it's the Midwest. So this place used to be like Cowboy Central, like back for sure, like 100, yeah. 100 or so but years But I ago. will say there's something happened over the last few years. Okay. The, the online boutique world has blown up like based Lulu, out of... Lulu YouTube. Rose? <laughs> it's Rose. Oh, is it Roe? I always freaking mess that up. It's like Lulu Rose, but like, no, it's Lulu Roe. Yeah. All right. So the online boutique game has exploded and a lot of them are based out of Utah. So I feel like Utah has, I feel like we're completely current here. Okay. Yeah. We're current. We're. I mean, it's not like you got freaking the City Creek Mall. Yeah. And they have like Hugo Bosses there. They have Tiffany. We've gotten some really great stores in the last like five years. And so I can't ever walk into Hugo Boss. When I was looking for my suit, I had to go to J crew because when I walked into Hugo Boss, like, would you like a drink of water? And I was like, yeah, I'll take one. And then I looked at the freaking (laughs) price of the damn suit coat. And I was like, I'm not allowed to be here (laughs) because this is way too much money. Yeah. Um, No. So I feel like I I almost feel like we're starting some trends here, which is cool because of all the, the online. But the other thing too, that I've always, I've always wondered is how do people not observe what's happening yeah. in culture in general, not just Utah, just in culture. And so like on TV or how do they not, how do people not see what the trends are? And yeah. a lot of people don't, I don't know, maybe obviously it's, I guess that's what I your have, priorities but... <laughs> are. Like people are just think of clothes as like, I'm just going to wear this cause I have to. Yeah. As a necessity. Yeah. yeah they don't so, see the anyway, trends. I, I find that interesting when people aren't aware of, Trends that have been around for quite a few years, yeah. you know? Anyway. Okay. I swear, 
this I was I was on here. My last question. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I keep getting reminded. Um, do you think how when you go to like someone's house and you give them advice and and there's consulting involved, like because I brought it up earlier joking like what not to wear like, and also you know um, queer eye for the straight guy not just queer eye. Mm-hmm. They gave them a freaking lot of money to go and change their whole wardrobe. Yeah. Like how much. Because I had always joked, I'm like, well, yeah, I would get that nice clothes if I had $5,000 just given to me. How much have you seen your experience since doing this in Utah or just anywhere that money holds people back? Like they would like to dress nicer and they know that their clothes aren't that great, mm-hmm. but they kind of just compromise because they don't have enough money to do it. Yeah. Like how big of a factor do you think that plays? So I feel like uh, limitations in yeah. general okay. play a huge factor. People base on they, – they base their decisions on how they're dressing on comments they've had or insecurities they have, body image issues going okay. on. Or it's deep, not just money. There's multiple. There's multiple. Okay. Yeah. And so um, I've noticed that just me giving – uh, validation and permission. People do not need my permission, yeah. but I always give it so then they can hear. I'm allowed to do this. I'm yeah. allowed to wear this color. I'm allowed to uh, spend this type of money for this event. Because they might have had a sibling or a parent or a significant other who said like, eh, you don't really look good in that color. Exactly. And or so I feel like there's a lot of limitations around. Clothing is really intimate. It's It's personal. We all have a lifetime of good and bad comments. And I always feel like when I, when I walk into someone's closet, I'm getting in their intimate space. And so I treat it with respect and I really try hard to build them up and give them, let them know that they don't need my permission, but I always let them know that they're allowed to do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And so finances play a huge part into that. Yeah. Yeah. People tell themselves there's like a script in their head, you know, like my body's fat. Well, there's a script for money. Yeah. You know, I don't have money to spend on me. I can spend tons of money on everyone else in my family. Yeah. But I will not spend anything on me, which is just untrue. When when I get all the facts, you yeah. know, and I try and point that out to them. Yeah, and you are you, are you one of the people that like you gotta throw this away, like they do on what not to wear, or well, do you help them like re yeah reuse it? So I always step in knowing that um, I need to proceed with caution because I'm a lot of people in my industry come in and they're like ABC, you suck. Here's everything that sucks in your closet. Yeah. You know, here's a hundred things oh, I'm going to tell you you've been doing wrong. And they, a lot of people believe in like breaking it down, but I don't. I always go in and I decide to elevate and build up. And so I just take it step by step. So mm-hmm. people ask me all the time, is this in style? And I'll tell them, is that like, how do you, I always look to them. Their body language tells me everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how do you feel about this? How does this feel on you? Um, and so I can, it's not really me making the decision. I just lead them and guide them to okay. that they know it's not good on them and they're ready to pass. Yeah. They're ready to donate. Cause I feel like that what not to wear stuff where they throw it away. I think it's also for the show. Yeah. It's so dramatic. Yeah. They were being dramatic for yeah. sure. I mean, I clear people's closets out for sure, but I do it in a really tender, loving way because it, it's so personal. Yeah. And a lot of people are attached emotionally to their clothes, you know, yeah. like, oh, well, my dad got me this jacket and they just don't want to let it go. And I'm okay with that. Like, yeah. If we need to keep the jacket in the closet for a while, I'm but okay let's with combine that. it with something to make exactly. it more useful or yeah. utilize it better. Yeah. Cool. Well, where can people find you? So I run everything through my Instagram. Okay. It's Style Life with Paige. Follow me. I would love to meet you and follow you back. And yeah, that's pretty much my go-to. And then you have a website? No, I don't. You don't? I run okay. everything through my Instagram. All right. And yeah. then uh, th- when you. Do they just follow you through Instagram and they just 
Insta message you yeah, for so, details? Yeah. So um, basically I get all my clients just through, um, I think my phone number's on there. So I get either text, emails, or they message me through Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having we'll me. have this to do another so one. I would love to. Um, so this has been episode 54, but number three of what it's like to be a fashion stylist. There you go. So thanks Paige <laughs> for coming and uh, thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys later. Peace out. You can say bye if you want to. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>